we've got reactions from the senior, intermediate and junior semi-finals that took place across the weekend at UPMC Nolan Park this week on Scoreland Extra. A little bit later on we'll be hearing from the victorious intermediate managers Noel Doherty and Niall Bergen after their sides advanced to the intermediate final. We'll see a repeat of the league final between Thomastown and Danes Ford. We'll also be hearing from Eddie Scally, Blacks and Whites manager, their team of course winning by a single point against Pilltown to advance to the junior decider which will be against Wingap after they defeated Dixborough by four goals to two in the first semi-final on penalties. We'll be hearing from Pat Robinson and Thomas Farrell. Pat Robinson of course being the victorious Wingap manager, Thomas Farrell the unfortunate losing Dixborough manager. But first up, here's Pat Hoban after Ballyhale Shamrocks defeated Tullerone in the St. Canis's Credit Union Kilkenny Senior Hurling Championship semi-final. What did the Ballyhale Shamrocks manager make of it all? Here's what he had to say. Pat Hoban, manager of Shamrocks Valley Hale. Tough afternoon, but you knew that. Absolutely, Adrian. Um, you know, we played them in the league. They beat us. They put up a savvy score. They've been league champions. They have great players right around the field. So, look, it's a county semi-final. You expect a challenge, you know, and a massive challenge. He opened it very well. The first 10 minutes, he looked comfortable. He looked like the Shamrocks and then Tullerone settled into the game. Yeah, I thought it was actually very similar to the league game. Uh, we started well, a little bit of a breeze in our back. We got the scores up. Again, they kept plugging away, you know, a couple of frees here and there, kept tipping over. Half time it was level. You know, we were coming out against that whatever wind was there in the second half, so we knew exactly uh, it was going to be a test of character as much as anything else. Came out in the second half, and again, you had a very good opening 10 minutes. You got the goal. Joey Cuddy got a great point. He made the changes. Tullerone then had five, if not four, serious wides that maybe would have brought the back to level. That was a crucial part of the game. Yeah, no, absolutely. They had a couple of wides, but, you know, again, I thought they got a couple of frees too that kept him kept plugging away in the game. We had a couple of chances as well. Uh, you know, a couple of bad wides for us. So we, we needed to open the gap. The goal was vital. The goal was a massive score and uh, probably just gave us that little cushion. They were chasing it from then. That probably put them under a bit of pressure. We've said it all year about the Shamrocks and the injuries. The introduction of Joey, could he have him back? was a great introduction yeah to be fair to Joey look he's done no hurling at all realistically he's done very little training so uh, to get him back in the field you know he's a great hurler he gets the ball in hand um, and he showed that today finished with a couple of great scores half back leg came into the game today Darren Mullen back of course and Ronan Corcoran or not Ronan Corcoran Darren Corcoran went back left half back in the second half I think and believe and that made a huge difference yeah no to be fair it did uh, great having Darren back he's such an experienced and talented player you know so unfortunately we lost his brother Paddy to an injury so it was one in one out. Darren Corcoran going back, yeah, I tell you, a savvy second half, some great chase and close lads down. Uh, really, really worked. Final now, you have only a week to turn around, you have injuries, it's not easy to turn around, but it's great to be in the final. Shamrock's going for five in a row, 20 titles, nothing to do with in that dressing room, I'm sure. But there's great history between the village and the Shamrocks, and it's a final that most observers of neutral love to see. Yeah, look, to be honest, I, just from talking to the Ballahale lads, they're probably their biggest rivals, being realistic. Um, I don't think the village will, will fear Ballahale or anything like it. They'll be coming absolutely full of confidence. So, again, it's going to be a county final in Kilkenny. You don't win it easy. It's going to be a tough turnaround. But, uh, you know, the boys are absolutely willing and busting to have a go at this. County final in any day is a special day for any hurler. For these Shamrocks men, there's a little bit of history going for five in a row. For you, the management team, it's your first year up with this team. A big ask. You must be happy with the progress. Yeah, delighted. Obviously, look, it's such a, an honour and a privilege to be in, involved with a team like this uh, and to be involved in a year so special. It's re- it is. But look, it's about the players. You know, all we have to do next week is just 
get them there try and get the players on the pitch just get their heads right get their bodies right uh, get their touch maybe a little bit sharper at times and then what happens happens well done Pat Hoban and the best of luck thank you very much Adrian Yes, that was Ballyhale Sharmock's manager Pat Hoban after his side's defeat of Tullerone in the semi-final. Now we're going to hear from the goal scorer, Colin Fenley. Colin Fenley, great win for the Shamrocks, but you were certainly under a certain degree of pressure for a long time. Yeah, no, it was hard fought. Um, it, it was certainly a different game. Um, to the ones we had in the last two weeks uh, you can see the level of intensity just, just totally up there I suppose we're expecting it but we just couldn't get into the gears fast enough so we couldn't see the half hour line they were struggling to get on the ball but um, you know it didn't panic and, and just kept at it and I, I think that was probably the biggest thing you know we, we just, just kept kept to our game plan and kept working the ball and uh, you know we came out on top you mentioned a magic word there called panic that's something Ballyhale Shamrocks didn't do and you had to have patience today especially yourselves in the full forward line you were used to good quality ball you ended up with 1-3 but the ball wasn't coming in as, as frequently as maybe I would like no no and, and that's that's probably patience so it is you know over the years if you're not getting on ball inside you can easily just drift back out to fields and you know you go around looking for a free ball but you, we just have to cut that out you have patience inside and some days it's good ball some days it's scraps and, and, and that's what you have to cope with and uh, you know hopefully there's someone else there out to field that, that's getting a nice ball and we're getting a nice scores um, but it's it's the dogged games you want to it's a great game for us now going into a final so it's You've played for years in front of TJ and he's been the provider. But for the second half today, I think you decided you went out centre forward, the senior wing back, you ran the length of the field. Obviously, America didn't do you any harm. No, it was actually it was actually a nice break, so it was. Because um, you're, you're completely away from it and um, the lads are actually quite good over there. There was actually quite, there was actually a good bit of hurling over there and um, they kind of left you to your own degree of training as well. Um, they, they did a lot on the bike and stuff as well, which was nice. It was a good change. You know, I haven't had that in years. Um, and, you know, I came back feeling good and was just kind of getting to sharpness getting to that speed again so it was and uh, you know I suppose hunger is another big thing as well like you know TJ and lads I don't know how they do year in year out like you know they, they came off the back of losing all learns like you know and they're straight into club it's unbelievably hard going where I had a, a free summer and so did Joey Hole and you can probably see that hunger in us there so he could today like you know I was just constantly on to the lads so I was but they've been just going all year like you know <laughs> No harm for a break for him, but uh, you won't get one for another week, anyway. That's one thing for sure. <laughs> You're meeting your great rivals, James Stevens. I know it matches only over. You hadn't much time to think it. But again, there's great rivalry. You're going for, as we said, five in a row. No, it's not mentioned in your dressing room, 20 titles. But you have great history with the village and great love for each other. Is that yeah, right word? yeah, no, no, it <laughs> certainly is. There's serious history there. Like Even since I started playing with Ballyhale in 2007, we've met numerous times in semi-finals and finals like you know and it's always been a big game you know there's never an easy one and uh, next Sunday it won't be any different um, you know, I think we met him was it two years ago in, um, in semi-final like you know it was just a massive game and uh, yeah certainly haven't talked about it yet but uh, you know we need to switch around pretty quick because it's, it's only seven days uh, to the game so um, yeah but look we have to look forward to it Colin Finley well done 1-3 today back in another final as you said looking forward just on, to finish up you're not recommending all young hurlers to go to America for the summer are you? I certainly am <laughs> <laughs> Colin Fenley there on Ballyhale Sharmrocks' opportunity to make it five consecutive county f- titles 
against James Stevens on Sunday week. One to look forward to, it must be said. But now we're going to concentrate on the intermediate side of things and hear from Thomas Town manager Noel Doherty after his side defeated Carrick Shock by 114 to 110 to book their place in the intermediate decider. Noel Doherty, manager of Thomas Town, a relieved man, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, delighted to get over the line, you know, um, semi finals. They can be a tough place, you know. Um, they're all about winning. They're all about getting over the line. Uh, today was a was was uh, was a very tough day. Uh, the elements were against, you know, free flowing, open hurling that everyone wants to see that we've seen over the last couple of weeks, couple of months. But look, the weather wasn't conducive to it. But we had a job to do. We had to go out and try and try and get over that hurdle, uh, and it was a big hurdle. Um, no, I suppose you came in under us. <clears throat> hot favourites or warm favourites that brings its own pressure and then Kerry Shock were level at half time and then they got the goal and there were serious questions asked of your lads but I think he answered them yeah there was I suppose that that's the part I suppose that gives us the best satisfaction from today you know obviously coming out with the win was what we wanted but it was the way that they answered the questions yeah um, you know today was a day about it was about grinding it out you know grinding out the win and and look, we're delighted that the lads ground out the win. Yeah. Individual performances were important over the team, but the team generally today, with Robbie Donnelly's contribution from freeze and from play, you brought John Donnelly out. It's great when you're a manager, things go well, but the changes helped, and you do have that panel that Thomas Down always talk about. Yeah, look, and I suppose, look, it, it is, it's everything. You know, we, we're at it all year. We used 29 different players throughout the league championship, and it was all about trying to build a team. But as you know, it's about the panel now, and the panel is what you want to get over the line, you know, so... We're delighted that the lads we brought in today had the impact they had when called upon uh, and they just helped us push that over the line, you know, And because there was an almighty battle out there, you know, with Kerry Shock. So they brought everything through Everton at us, went ahead, asked questions, delighted to see our lads answer the questions, you know. They did, and that must be hugely satisfying considering the experience that Thomas Town had over the last four or five years, been so near. Now they're in a final, you can only play at the final. But Danes Ford had a great win to, to, before your game. I'm not sure did you see the game, I, or at this stage, do you actually care? You're in the final now, but no, it's a great place to be. Yeah, yeah, look, we're under no illusions. We know there's a, there's a titanic battle ahead of us with Danes Ford. You know, we had a very, we had a tough battle in the league final. Um, Dan's Ford hit a lot of weights that day you know they probably ruled their chances they were moving very well there today we're, yeah look we're under no illusions like it's great to get over today we've not won we know we've not won it's just another step along the way we'll get focused we'll go again um, Noel Lardy you were, you were involved last year huge disappointment you're now the boss man you're have going to take the good of the bad but you're in a strong position going into a final yeah, look, we're there. Yeah. We're there. Um, are we in a strong position? We're in a privileged position. I mean, both teams there. There's a lot of teams gone out of you know, the intermediate grade there. Um, all the grades, you know, they'd love to be heading into a county final. We're in a privileged position, and we know that. Good man, um, Noel forward to it. Thomas Town manager, well done. Doherty's opposing manager in that final will be Niall Bergen. Danes Fort defeating Roaring Steag by 115 to 12 points. We brought you full live commentary on Casey Law and we also caught up with the Danes Fort manager Bergen after his side's victory. Now 
tonight. Bergen, a happy uh, Danes forward manager after that game. Yeah, it has to be Adrian. Look, delighted with the win now, to be honest with you. The lads had to, to roll up their sleeves and gave it everything. And look, it was down with the hard work and sheer grit and determination and refused to, to bend. So look, delighted with them. They got the rewards and uh, looking forward to the final. Very tough game under the conditions. And you after playing with the wind in the first half, you had to fear that you might hadn't enough done. That's it, yeah. We kind of opened up a little bit towards the end of the first half. It was very tight there for the first 20 minutes and it was tit for tat. But uh, we got a three-point lead at half-time and, you know, just I suppose in the second half we were forced to use the ball a little bit more, um, which actually served us in good stead, I think. And um, they, the, the roar started to go very, very long and we were happy to drop players back in that. So, um, actually, in a strange way, we scored more into the wind than with the wind. So. And we said that at half-time, maybe your forwards being smaller and cuter, playing against the wind, as you know yourself, suits maybe the smaller, faster forwards. That was it. We, we, we knew that it would be more space up there and if the lads just get on the ball and just take them on they were going to draw a freeze you know and um, so it turned out like you know so look just just delighted looking forward to two weeks time as often in the past it's the Richie Hogan and Paddy Hogan show and it looked like that in the first half but to be fair the rest of the team in second half performance they backed them up brilliantly 100% 100% look the two, the two boys are brilliant leaders first and foremost but on top of that um, they sport have good hurlers and they're well able to hurl and I think a lot of the younger lads came of age today and they stood up and they were counted and, um, and they drove into Darren Neal there a man of the match he was a uh, he was superb back there in the cornerback position and uh, Des Dunn you know we gave him a task to, 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 to follow Dara Joyce and he did a great job in him as well so delighted for those younger fellas in particular I know some of the older Lemons I suppose they, they played in the 2011 county final um, which wasn't today or yesterday but um, the younger lads now are going to get a, a, a feel for that as well so I'm just thrilled for them in general Thrilled for them you'll enjoy the second match Thomas Town and Kerry Shock. she doesn't matter at this stage you're in the final That's it That's it Look let the two teams two very good teams let them battle it out and uh, look we'll sit back and watch and look we have two weeks to prepare for whoever's going to Neil Berrigan, Dan's four manager. Well done. Thanks for being Adrian. That's a wrap on the intermediate side of things with Dane's fort manager Niall Bergen. Now we're going to catch up with Eddie Scally after the Blacks and Whites defeated Pilltown by 316 to 121 to book their place in the junior decider. I'm with Blacks and Whites manager Eddie Scally and of course our very own KCLR analyst Eddie Scally after their 316 to 121 junior semi-final victory over Pilltown. Eddie, how delighted are you with the late recovery of your team? I suppose six points down with three or four minutes of normal time to play and to come out and get two goals and the point at the end like that. An incredible character showing. Yeah, no, thanks Robbie. In, in fairness to the boys, you know, we, we've been kind of harping on about this all year that when the Fulton whistle is blown, the game's over. We look at the scoreboard and see where we are then and, and in fairness to the lads we've been caught a couple of times late in games where we kind of thought we have this or you know that type of way so this year we said we wouldn't let it happen down in Greg the man earlier in the year we were five points down going into injury time got two late goals the last last week again we were late in the game turned it around and got the win and today you know there was dubious signs six seven points down you're thinking we're in big trouble here but the, the impact on my subs today the, you know the, it's all about panels we were just saying it in the dressing room there 11 positional changes in the last seven minutes you know and, 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 and lads just went and moved themselves it wasn't just me and the lights it was the lads moving but they dug it out and you know what these boys deserve this I think sometimes you don't get enough respect at this level and, and, and I can tell you something for nothing my lads deserve every bit of respect and so do Piltown that was an absolute humdinger of a game there was patches of poor hurling in it but there was patches of brilliant hurling in it and I, look I'm just elated to be where we are Yes yeah, certainly and rightfully so I mean one of those changes that you mentioned there Jamie Byrne moved from centre forward into full forward got the goal how important was that for you the, the, the second goal I should say that got you back within three points Yeah well look it, 
Jamie's an exceptional hurler and, and we trained on Wednesday night in Carlow and I said to Jamie at training on Wednesday night we'd went 10 full minutes without touching the ball and I said if you don't touch the ball for 10 minutes in the county semi-final Jamie we won't be winning and I said it to him don't let that game drift by you so Jamie made that switch himself he called Sam his little brother and said you drop out the centre forward for a minute and I'll go in here and try and get a bit of change out and in fairness you know when Ryan hit the free Jamie was the one that reacted straight away so you know that's what you have it's leaders on the pitch and we always empower our senior players manage it from the field like at the, the last four minutes of the game I was looking out in the field and genuinely we, as I said there was 11 switches we'd made 7 or 8 of them ourselves but the players had made the switches too because that's who's going to win you games and lose you games I always say it players win you games managers just stand on the side of the pitch and give out the jerseys before the game players win you games and that's what happened here today my players won that game for me certainly didn't show an incredible character and I suppose personality as well in the game when they were 6 points behind but they were 6 behind, six points behind very late Eddie did you, did you ever think at any stage it wasn't it was kind of gone beyond you because Piltown at that stage were maybe controlling proceedings but again like I say just the character on show was incredible to behold as someone that's a neutral yeah look you you, you, you would have thought you know with six points down that you were, you were we were in big trouble there's no two ways around it and I know how good Piltown are I thought if we didn't get a goal very very quickly we were in big trouble and when we broke when we got that goal to go three points down you know we were trying to tell the players to calm down we knew there was four minutes of injury time still to be played we were telling them to relax we'd have time to take points over the bar and if a goal chance come we take it but look I, I, I don't know and I think anyone that's watched this lads, these lads over the last few years I don't think I've ever lost a match by more than three or four points with the boys um, they just fight to the death and look I'm just so proud of every one of them and even my own backroom team and, and the lads who were with me last year like Eddie Doyle and McRine and you know these fellas have soldiered with me for years Pat Nolan and they've listened to some crap from me but they always stick with me and look I'm just so proud for everybody in the club I'm just thrilled Robbie I couldn't be any happier and obviously as you say you couldn't be happier Eddie and the result is the most important thing but performance wise particularly in the first half is there anything you feel as though you can improve on maybe the intensity levels from both sides it must be said weren't maybe quite there in the first half like we saw in the second half which really kind of you know it was a game that fitted the occasion maybe more so in the final 30 minutes than the first yeah well look like you take the game today like the first half you have two teams that aren't used to being in county semi-finals and I'm not being disrespectful to Piltown by saying that that's our first county semi-final in 11 years so I think there's a bit of nerves involved there you know and I've got some senior players that would have played 11 years ago but there's only four of them the rest of them have never played in the county semi-finals so I think nerves played on its part on both teams at half time our stats man came into us and said to us we'd hit 12 whites you know all from play we'd hit no white from a free and you're kind of thinking you're hitting 12 whites if we can settle down we're in the game you know and, and I'm sure Piltown looked at that but I think in the second half both teams put on a show Piltown had their 10 or 15 minutes of dominance and then we ended up with our 4 minutes or 5 minutes cameo at the end of the game which we've been doing there's a huge amount of work that we need to do over the next two weeks tonight's about celebrating and enjoying it we'll do the recovery next week and, 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 and we'll drive on from there we'll be ready to rock and roll in two weeks time I'm sure Wine Gap will be roaring favourites but we'll give it our best shot and Wine Gap of course are the finalists as you mentioned there they defeated Dixborough in the first semi-final you said they're roaring favourites but I mean in junior it's so tight we've seen it in both games today only one point technically separating all four teams in that game today in the second semi-final between yourselves and Pilltown um, I mean it's going to be an incredible encounter uh, how do you prepare for that now is it kind of take a week's rest maybe and then is there any intense training that can happen within this fortnight uh, but, but, there's no intense training at all now um, at all for the next two weeks I mean what we'll do is Monday we meet Monday 8 o'clock we'll do a recovery session Wednesday we'll be training under lights but it's a very it's a non-contact session and then at the weekend we'll do something very light as well like they're not going to get fitter now you know two weeks to, the, to that county final they won't get fitter trying to keep their feet on the ground now is going to be the biggest thing get them mentally right for the game I mean nutritionist you know she'll be there to help us and make sure that they're eating right over the next couple of weeks physio Kate's there as well making sure everyone's right so it's just trying to get there with no injuries you know I've, it's an awful lot of ice in that dressing room at the moment I don't like seeing half my team's 
strapped up but they've had a really tough game and look two weeks time if I have 30 fit players there I'll be a very very happy man and as I said I'm sure Wayne Gap won't fare us but sure look we'll, we'll give them a rattle and that was going to be my final question around injuries it was an incredibly physical encounter we've seen some of the Pilltown players limping off there have you got any kind of specific injury concerns as of right now or is it more so kind of just knocks and bruises no look we, we, we picked up two really bad injuries at the start of the year two of our best players Paddy Nolan had a very bad eye injury and Eddie Murphy had a very bad knee injury like today Paddy Nolan took a full part in the warm up and so did Eddie Murphy and before five minutes to go I was looking over my shoulder thinking do I throw these two boys in here because I know how good they are but I think I think definitely both of them will be available for selection in two weeks time in the dressing room there I see a few lads with ice on shoulders and stuff but nothing there's no major knocks or injuries that's been picked up so hopefully everybody will be fine but we'll know that on Monday when we meet and finally actually Eddie on a personal level obviously I know you very well everyone in case you'll knows you very well you're an incredibly passionate hurling man to take this team to a final for the first time in 13 years since 2009 I think Pat Nary was in charge uh, at that stage what does it mean to you kind of you know as a manager look it means it means everything like Blacks and Whites I'm a football man originally the Blacks and Whites GEA club came to me five years ago and asked me would I take their junior hurling team and, and I explained to them that I trained the Wexford Camogie team on the basis that the Wexford Camogie manager was a football man like me and, and they asked me would I do it and, and I met with this group of lads four years ago and I said look I'll give it a shot if you're willing to take a chance on me and like we've took this journey together and I'll be honest you know I, like I see myself as a blacks and whites person and I'm, I'm so proud of every one of these lads like they've they've soldiered with me and they've put up with my crap for the last four years so they're getting their just rewards but Robbie I, 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 I can't lie to you the, the case of our listeners are in for an absolute nightmare during the intermediate games because I've got to do some waffling tomorrow but uh, no I'm, I'm just I'm just thrilled Robbie I really am well they're in for a dream on Friday night with Friday night scoring with Eddie Scally every, every Friday from 6 to 7 and of course myself I'll be driving it but until then uh, Eddie a big congrats once again and thanks very much for speaking to me thanks a million Robbie you're a star Eddie Scally there catching up with myself Robbie Dowling after they defeated Piltown by a single point at UPMC Nolan Park nothing could separate the sides when Winegap took on Dixborough in the first semi-final in the junior ranks but something eventually did in the form of a penalty shootout quite a controversial way to end a game of hurling it must be said but nevertheless Winegap did advance with a four goals to two victory over Dixborough a little bit later we're going to hear from Thomas Farrell Dixborough manager but first up here's Pat Robinson of Winegap Pat Robinson, Wine Gap manager. By God, you were through the mill for the whole of that game. Uh, talk to us about the game itself. You've won an enthralling semi-final battle against Dixborough after penalties, no less. Give us your thoughts on the match. Um, thoughts are fairly scattered, to be honest. There was, there was no real game plan there from either side there from, I suppose, half-time and normal time on. It was just throwing the kitchen sink at it from everyone. Uh, extra time the same. I suppose we probably dominated more so in the first half the borough kept kept tapping on the scores and we could never stretch that bit of a lead even though we kind of we had a lot of the possession uh, second half then I suppose Dixborough especially the last 20 minutes they had us on the cosh, under the cosh and they kind of owned that last 20 minutes and looked like it was going their way but we just hung in there somehow um, credit to the character the lads inside there I don't know how they did it but they did it I suppose then we started poorly again in extra time again. Um, we went four, I think four or five down at one stage. Um, managed to claw back a point or two. And you saw yourself then just to win the penalty at the end and to bring it into penalties. It's just roller coaster stuff. You know, our luck kind of felt maybe our luck goes in when we, when we got that 
that last uh, penalty in, you know but anyway it certainly was because during the second half I mean you were 17-9 up after 48 minutes of the match looked like you were cruising one foot in the semi-final yeah. but in fairness to Dixborough they really crawled their way back into it you know and even to win that last free to bring the game into extra time in injury time directly in front of the post you couldn't have asked for a simpler one to guess but you know should you really have left him into that position? Sure, we, we shouldn't. You, you go out and you, you talk about all this stuff about when the other team has a purple patch and, and that's always going to be talked about beforehand. But I suppose it's easier said than done to, to quail that, that purple patch when it does come. Um, I suppose we were probably out on our feet a bit as well and we are trying to get fresh legs in. And your plan and your shape goes a little bit then when you're taking off regular. You know, our, say our starting 15, the shape can be lost a little bit there too. You're looking for an impact from the subs, but the shape can suffer because of it. Um, but what I would say is, um, like, just hang in. That was the main thing, and that was the message all week. We, we knew what the borough had done to the village. You know, they were seven or eight down against the village in the second half as well. They brought out uh, one of their corner forwards, I think it was Young Murphy. They brought him out to the middle of the field and turned the game, you know. So certainly we were aware that they were a threat all the way through the game and that they could come back like the semi-final or the quarter-final and we'd spoken about that you know but easier said than done I suppose when you're out there on the field to, to stop it you know Yeah your, your team had great character especially your backs for the majority of the game but when young Aaron Murphy stepped up and slotted the ball in extra time for Dixborough and as you say they went four five ahead then at one stage you know in fairness to yourselves you show great character to come back into it three points down with I don't know it was 60 Four sixty-five minutes up on the clock and you win a penalty and in yeah. fairness you probably want no better man to stand up and take it because he is ve- ice veins you know in front of uh, Brian Og, Emmett Landy yeah. steps up and brings you then into the, the dreaded penalty shootout but what a penalty to bring it there yeah well look not that I knew he'd score but Emmett is there half an hour before train starts every night and he looks like a lunatic blowing the field because he's standing in front of an open goal and he's sticking, stitching penalties left, right, low, high and he's there on his own <laughs> stitching them, no goalie so look I know the practice he puts into it to be fair now the four lads that rocked up in, after him in, uh, for the penalty shootout at the end there was no practice there that was just I suppose going with the moment and, and, and just show character to take their chance and they got it so penalty shootouts are a lottery at the best of time but when Owen Cody saves the first one and you go along then and Niall Welsh steps up and hits the winning penalty what was your thoughts at that exact moment? Um, listen Owen Cody is I suppose we, we, we basically you know we kind of had to do a bit of work to get him back this year he hasn't hurled properly with the juniors in mind for two or three years you know, he, you know he's been on the panel and on the fringes but we just saw we needed a goalie this year and uh, we saw an niche there for Owen and to be fair to Owen he took it on he, and the practice he's doing there every night Jared who there is uh, drilling him hard he's one of our selectors but he's great with the goalies and he's drilling him hard and Owen has improved from week to week month to month and uh, he's just you know a calm head when you need it he's you know in his mid-30s and he's exactly what you need there between the posts um, and he stepped up and did a job for us this year and he's got to continue now Penalty shootouts are a nightmare it's great to win him in the whole lot but just without the penalty shootout and ye winning it if the shoe was on the other foot etc would you, what would you think would it be fair to both teams to bring both of them back next weekend and have a replay instead of having a team either win or getting knocked out on penalties like for you it's great he won the penalty shootout but like is it fair yeah look I suppose being on this side of it 
pure pure delighted. Like we have two weeks of a straight run into the final. Um, yeah, it's it's a. It, I suppose yeah. If the shoe was on their foot, I'd be saying no. It should have went to extra time or to another day. Um, look, everyone was out on their feet, um, cramping up everywhere. There's three, four, five lads came off there in extra time with cramp from both sides. And yeah, look. If we lost, yeah, you'd be, you'd be crying about it. But I suppose that's just, they were the rules set before the game and you just have to go with that. I know some of ours were crying for another day there after we'd levelled it up in the end, but uh, we're, we're happy enough now, you know. Well, it was a long time since they won the county final back, I think, in 1986. There's only four lads had dads playing on that team. But it's great for the small parish of Wine Gap to get to another county final. You must be delighted to be there. Look, and we were we didn't even, we knew what we had all year. It was just a matter of getting our starting out our way of playing and lads buying into that. And you know, one thing we've learned in junior hurling, you have to be able to go long and sharp because you're coming up against sweepers, two sweepers, every day of the week, and you have to be able to do both. And that's something we worked really hard on. Uh, the borough didn't allow us to go short today, and might be made go short the next day, but. It's just, it's coming up. It's just having our way of playing and sticking to it, and lads believing in it and not straying from it, you know. And and, and that's it, really. Well, good man, Pat. Thanks for taking the time out anyway to talk to us and best luck in the final. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Martin. That was Wine Gap manager Pat Robinson here catching up with us on Scoreline. Now, as I promised, here's Thomas Farrell, Dixborough manager, after a really disappointing defeat for his troops. Thomas Farrell, manager of the Dixborough junior team. Horrible way to go out of a semi-final, but it looked like for a long periods of time there, including into extra time, you might just be going to do it, but a last-minute penalty, so you go to penalties. And unfortunately, it just wasn't to be on the day. Yeah, unfortunately not, Martin. Yeah, it did ebb and flow a bit, even in, in probably in the in the 60 minutes we were we were trying to play and catch up for a good part of that. But uh, we did get on top in the last quarter, uh, and for obviously for long periods in extra time, uh, we were in front. But uh, unfortunately. We got caught on the line uh, and we came up short in, in the penalties, which are probably a bit of a toss of a kind on any given day. Uh, but unfortunately, they didn't go our way today. Your team, or your team showed great character, I should say, coming back in the second half. Wine Gap were after putting five, six points on the trot ahead. I think to 17 points to nine at one stage as well. But you never really died down. You clawed your way back into it. And, you know, Kemen made a draw of it then and brought it to additional time. What were you thinking going into extra time? He certainly had the momentum. Well, uh, yeah, absolutely we had the momentum. And in fairness, I, I never doubted our own lads. They did show great character. They showed it because they have great character. And they, they showed it again last weekend uh, winning, winning the quarterfinal. Um, yeah, I was absolutely optimistic in extra time. I felt we might have the legs that would get us through it, to be honest. And we had a good bench. We have basically we brought on five subs today and all of them contributed. And we knew they would. We have a, a, a big panel of players and a lot of them, you know, would probably feel, you know, understandably aggrieved not to be getting more games time because that's the strength and depth that we have and we, 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 we knew we could introduce those but like I say unfortunately it just wasn't quite enough to get us over the line today. 
for the penalties itself? Is it something that you can ever prepare for? Like, do you, you practice penalties at training and thinking of maybe we could get this chance of having penalties or is it just basic look on the day? Certainly a finer detail to go and practice them and I think lads do but probably in more of a, obviously a casual setting it's a di- different scenario trying to do it under the, 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 the pressures that the likes of today bring but to be honest about it on any given day I honestly believe that could go one way or the other the one thing I ask lads is that they want to take them when they want to take them you know you just you let them at it uh, and because at the end of the day uh, it, it, it is literally a lottery job you know you were a goal up into additional time in extra time how was your view on the penalty Listen, looking at our own lads, they seem to be disputing it from the point of view of it being outside the area. But at the end of the day, you know, the bottom line is, I said to the lads in the dressing room, you have to take these things on the chin. That's the reality of what happens. It's very, very hard and difficult to do it. Uh, But unfortunately, you're not going to change it by, you know, by really... uh, paying too much attention to that at the end of the day wine gap are through to the junior final and in fairness to them they've beaten some of the leading contenders for the championship along the way so it's hard to argue they don't deserve to be there Do you think to both teams it would have been a fair to have a replay here again next Saturday? I absolutely would I think sending uh, I mean a year's hurling sending it into penalties after extra time to be honest I think it's unnecessary particularly with a two week gap to the final uh, I think it's something that should be looked into going forward uh, I don't think it's the right way to decide a county semi-final Well I know it's tough especially after a loss and really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us but well done on participating in what was a fantastic game for us all to watch even with the drama at the end but commiserations on the result Thomas Thanks Martin Thomas Farrell there at Dixborough wrapping up another very very busy weekend on Scoreline